0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Space Life and Other Dumb Ideas, the Sci Tech, Sci Spec pop culture podcast out of Cape Town, South Africa, but with an eye on the world. It's me again, Dan the producer, back in the driver's seat. In today's episode, Noah's Quantum Arc, the crew chat to Tanya and Roxy calling in from the cradle of humankind in the Gauteng province in South Africa we got a good look at Home and Our Lady and share some of the insights on this potentially world-changing and controversial discovery. We also experiment with some pearls Johnny bought from eBay. I actually appear in this episode for once, hence the we. These aren't the pearls you're probably thinking. They didn't make us dance all nights and throw neon glow sticks everywhere. But they did turn sour food sweet. And you can hear our play-by-play accounts of this experience, eating pickled onions and bicarb soda and all other weird things that made our stomach really hurt afterwards and in the roundup child pornography which is an odd topic for the show but it starts it off and that's just the way it goes Podcasts, the 90s tv show reboot skeletons found in trees developments in quantum computing and how noah's ark might have been a quantum computer and we're just the simulation it's created Ooh, the first human head transplant more cyborgs, and much, much more. Finally, in this already jam-packed episode, Robot Vindy, who you might know from the Live Space Life radio show, is back and finally on the podcast to talk about Amaze, a Berlin-based international brand in the field of independent games, playful media, and games culture, who ran an event earlier this year in Johannesburg. There's so much going on in this season finale, so stay tuned, enjoy, and see you in space.
1: Last episode in the season. It's been a great season. It's been a dramatic season. Um It's been a wild ride. It sure has. We've lost Andrew. He's dead. <laughs> Actually, has it have we had a single show this season where everybody's here? Not many. I don't know. We
2: sort of have a surfeit of Guest tonight, though we can't really all fit in the studio. So. <laughs> no, it's like this is this <laughs> it's is uh, rotation. I think we're making up for it, though. We've got what six people in here tonight. It's yeah, pretty. That's big. That's it's one of our biggest shows. It's sweaty. It's hot. It's and I heard Andrew didn't die. I heard that he fled the country. Oh, why? I something about that pornography ring that was going around. <gasps> oh, I think he was yeah. the fishhook child. Yeah. porn peddler. Yeah, I, I remember seeing. Yeah, seeing. They a said it was tall, gangly-looking guy. From Originally from the suburbs And he frowns a lot and moans Couldn't get laid so he needed to look at child pornography
1: (laughs) Makes a lot of sense when you think about his holiday snaps now Which are always
2: outside schools and sort of like toddlers and very, very creepy It's a fair enough reason to flee the country as well Mm. I heard he went to Holland Oh, (laughs)
1: that's a way to get away with it Because they take anyone in Holland
2: Those child porn rings always revolve around some Belgian or Holland guy, Dutch guy, Holland guy (laughs) look at me hi everyone i'm from holland i'm a (laughs) holland guy (laughs) no but it's always some weird like belgian guy who's masterminding this stuff do you guys i I don't know i tend to i tend to follow these stories pretty closely why are you talking about gold member why do you know because it's just so weird that you would (laughs) trade child pornography i don't know there's so many other kinds of pornography out there who was i having this conversation with yesterday I was having
1: this conversation with somebody yesterday about the lengths you have to go to if you want to be into child porn. It's not just like you log on and you can Google whatever it is. You can go to UPorn or whatever. It is. If you want, ch- if you specifically want pictures of kids, like naked little boys, you've got to go to such an effort. How do you do it, Sean? What? Well, yeah. do, do it How do you know? What I, you buttons know. did
2: you press exactly? No, hold on a, <laughs> yeah, a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming not that involves
1: the Tor browser. Well, that's it. You've got to go like you go to these encrypted sites mm. because whenever they expose it, there's all these reams of of like deeps. Actually, I learned this from Mister Robot because if any mm-hmm. of you guys see Mister Robot. You know like that, how it works, <laughs> but you've got to like log on and become part of a secret online society of guys who are into child. Like, how do you find it? Number one, I'm sure you can't just Google child port ring and be into it. You've got to like find your way into a child port ring, then you've got to like create this web of secrecy. So, you've probably got to get like tour browsers or yeah. or, or, secret or maybe
2: you meet at like software the, or maybe you meet at the toad and warlock in World of Warcraft at like midnight, yeah. UTC, you yeah. know. Yeah. Meet me. I'm the. <laughs> Look at like. I'm the i nine foot blue demon with wings, <laughs> and I can tell you where to get the child porn. Goblin child porn. Is, but but seriously,
1: anyway, I, the, the the point being that if you want it that badly that you're going to that lens, and no, actually no, the, oh. the, you don't deserve it. Definitely not. But you've got to really, really want it to go to the lens to get it, and mm. that's kind of mind blowing. How? Why are we talking about child porn? Yeah, where did this come from?
3: Andrew this is when you know it's <laughs> just all right, up, like yeah. right at the beginning of the show
2: you didn't even have
3: to like lean into it anyway it <laughs> makes it easy to cut though right <laughs> <laughs> there. Oh. Um,
2: the the, the, the season
1: hot. season one and two blooper reel coming out yeah. soon so Robot Bindi and Julian are back in the studio so Julian you've been on the podcast once since we've been podcasting yeah
3: I'm really terrified of podcasts but, um, yeah Facing you get bitten by a podcast when you were a kid, and and since then you've never dealt with the trauma. Yeah, pretty much. Podcasts destroyed my childhood. Really? Mm. Oh, man. I was born uh, in a time when podcasts were actually a thing. Yeah. Before they were, you know, before the internet.
2: And it crawled over your face in the crib. Um, Yeah, I'm. (laughs) Yeah. Can't really talk about <laughs> it. Your parents loved podcasts
1: more than more than they loved you. And Bendy, you haven't like you've never come on the podcast before. No. Nope. Why not?
4: I don't know. Just rebooting. Just
1: <laughs> an extended reboot.
4: Yeah, hibernation.
1: Did you go off and uh do you remember the TV show reboot?
4: No.
1: Don't you? You know it was like the animated was She this... got rebooted, of course she doesn't remember. Yeah, okay. So it was this awesome, like must have been the late nineties animated TV show. Uh, Set in the world of Reboot I can't remember But It was all like There were computer viruses And the the lead dude Was started out As this like young I don't know There were good guys Who fought the viruses And the bad guys Were viruses And over I think Three seasons There was this huge Jump in time and first they lived in this one system and then they got sucked out into the web this is this predates the internet even I think
4: oh I actually remember how this looks I yeah. don't remember the actual show
1: it was all CG animation like really clunky it was TV CG animation but man it was a good show and then between seasons one or two or two and three the hero all the heroes these two kids and like the do you remember this, Johnny? Mm, you no, this? No, it no. was it was Canadian. I think French Canadian. Yeah, you guys wouldn't have got no, it in. The we, we, did the didn't, we didn't we didn't watch high. the
5: we
2: didn't watch the. But
1: they got sucked out into the web and there was this jump in time between the two seasons where the kid who'd been like this young like fresh faced kid in the first two seasons came back as this grizzled old like badass with I think he had like an eye patch or something or, or yeah, he lost his eye. He lost his eye, and he came back. And so, and it was all about the battle for this reboot, whatever this world was. I can't remember what it was called. It was, it was great. It was a hell of a show. Anyway, so the, the roundabout way I'm, I'm getting to the question is: Were you lost in the web? Yes. And have you come back? As a badass? Yes. Have you come back to save the world? Sort of. Good. It's Without good. the eye patch. What do you what do you call this? It's like it's like a, a Kano eye from Mortal Kombat Or like a Terminator eye but It's good because this means that at the end of the season When we end on the dramatic cliffhanger We all know is coming It's We know that you're an integral part of the plot In the seasons to come Exciting It is exciting What have you got in the round? Al, what have you got in the round? Why me? Because you haven't said anything yet Okay
5: um, I just came across this article about a, a Medieval skeleton
1: found in the roots of a tree That was blown over in a, in a storm in island isn't this is the one they announced last week, right? Uh, the, the the origins of humanity. The origins of humanity.
5: No, not that one. Well, was it the one in Ireland, or are you talking about the one? No, it was a, it was a dumb joke. Oh, uh, so <laughs> dumb! I didn't get it. <laughs> so um, you're saying they found a
2: skeleton in a tree in Ireland?
5: Well, in the tree, in the roots. So the the roots had the whole tree had blown mm. over, and with the roots had uplifted this. Maybe the skeleton pushed it over. Yeah, maybe.
2: You don't
1: know. Are you Possible. saying it was a, it was an uplifting find? It it was yeah. So what 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 was the what was the thing about like what what made it special? Well, it's a
5: thousand years years old. Oh. Um, they say it's somewhere between. Was a two it's a two hundred year old beech a beach tree, but uh, they said some the the actual fossils are from somewhere between eight hundred A.D. and I think thousand eighty. Wow. Somewhere around there. So I don't know what the, well, how that fits into Irish history, but.
1: Yeah, there that is that. That is that. That old Irish folktale of of old Bill who disappeared among the roots of the tree and was never seen again. So it could be tied to that. Could be must, must have
2: fallen asleep. You know, having to much yeah, Irish yeah. whiskey. Yeah, Old Bill, right. a thousand years doesn't seem that old though. I'm surprised it's newsworthy. Like there well, must it, be a lot of skeletons in Europe that are about a thousand years old. I think it's just interesting that it was under a tree, mm. and I think
5: I think uh, the the fossils uh, predate the the history of the tree
3: oh I see so maybe maybe he, he was, was carrying an acorn in his pocket yeah, maybe uh, or well, he ate it it's like these days when you die and then you don't want a gravestone you just want a tree planted on you but I thought
2: it's this would be amazing bad, right?
3: I would sort of
1: be cool to die with the, uh, with the with the seed just under your hand so as the tree grows yeah, yeah. it grows like in the palm of your your, your rigamortist fist and <laughs> your hand comes out of the ground <laughs> as the tree grows it'd <laughs>
2: be pretty, pretty good. some
1: sort of tree that fruits
2: <laughs> Yeah. hopefully yeah because yeah. that'd be the awesomest joke like, ever like sour, sour, sour plums. <laughs> like sour, what? I don't know. I well, maybe to, just regular
5: figs. Maybe. I'll just the say The sour part comes later. I was just trying to do a plug for later in the show.
1: <laughs> but it's a content. real thing because it, the tree would eat, the tree would feed off of you, yeah. and then people would feed off the tree, and you would keep the circle of life That'd going. That would be very cool. And yeah. that, like giving, giving and sharing. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, later, later in the show, we are going to be talking about both of these things. That was a really nice segue. <laughs> That's out.
5: what I was trying to do, but it's a little it. bit. You're great. You segued right
1: into that. Um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Homo naledi, the find from uh, from H- Cradle of humankind last week, and we have got a live report calling and somebody who went in today to visit the site, went down into the cave, got stuck into the bones, may have snuck a couple of bones out. And we're also going to be. Well, you. What, what, what are we doing? What are we doing with that? Well, I don't what know. What are we everyone, doing to
2: ourselves? I don't know if everyone knows in the studio, but I have procured some very valuable, rare magic fruities. <laughs> spelled F R O O T I E S from Taiwan. And the magic.
1: And no, and you. I mean, you went to a grade lens to get them back. Into I South did. Africa. I mean,
2: this is a halfway around the world delivery, and it cost me an excess of ten U.S. dollars. You had to. You condomized those things and shoved them in to get them back in <laughs> South Africa. You really had to.
1: You had to. Someone
2: had to. Not everyone has the balls to be a drug mule, but yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. So we've got magic fruities in the studio. They're made from a a, a magic fruit berry or a magic berry. It grows in Asia, and it turns your taste buds from sour to sweet. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to take the fruities, and then we're going to eat some really sour things. Amazing.
3: Amazing, amazing. So,
1: How did
2: the fruities taste? Well, I guess we'll find out. It'd be ironic if they tasted sour. Do they? Yeah. Do they <laughs> taste I, don't like know, I can't anything? remember. I did this once in 2004 and I constantly talk about it at like cocktail parties as like a joke or something but then I was like you know what I'm just going to order these stupid berries again and I found them on the internet they're very easy to find just Google Magic Fruities Uh, it's a company in Delaware actually I don't know why they (laughs) set from Taiwan comes with Chinese writing on the package and then yeah you pop them in your mouth.
1: You know it's the end of another space life season when Johnny brings an experiment into the studio <laughs> and somebody dies. <laughs> you know, that's how Al died last season and we managed to get you resurrected with the magic of alchemy and, and necromancy, necrophilia and all those things. <laughs> what did you guys bring in, Bindi and Julian, into the into the roundup?
4: What's well, some really boring space news.
1: Uh-huh.
4: Um, some college students have refound their GoPro footage that they launched into space. Well, they launched the GoPro into space two years ago, and they've um, recently found it again.
1: Well, they just shot it up.
4: Yeah, oh, like with the helium balloon. Okay. It up into space, like along with, along with some like, cell phones and, and uh, VCRs. And did it survive? And yeah, it survived. Like two years later, someone found it in a field, and it's sent back some really pretty footage of the Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
1: So did it did it go and then fall or how did yeah, it come back down? I think, I think down? it
4: just went and then it fell, but they like lost reception, so they could never it again. I read that again.
5: that article actually. It um, I think it was uh, it, the cell phone was using sulfur uh, the the networks that you're using the cell phone to track wherever the, the thing fell. And uh, AT and T, when it got to space, it lost connection and it fell. And then it fell just like two miles away from where they, they launched no, it. No but they, signal, bro. But they couldn't pick it up. No, no signal. And funny enough, the lady that found it, I think, works for A- AT and T, which are, I don't know if that's an article there. Pretty interesting.
2: <laughs>
1: Ironic. Really ironic. Coincidental.
2: Yeah. Interesting coda to the story. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Isn't the world small? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Two <not>, miles. <laughs> can't, can't,
4: can't we launch something to space next season?
1: Yeah. What should mm. we launch? Anything. A hamster.
4: Oh, that's exactly what I Time was thinking. Time capsule.
1: But... Mm. <laughs> really? You know, we, we we did a show a couple of weeks ago about psychic psychic uh, telekinesis and talking to animals psychically. So we, would, we could send a hamster up. You know, we, we psychic to the fact that we would send the hamster up. So I think we we're all in agreement. And we could actually communicate with it as it was going psychically, so we would know what it was seeing tele- mm-hmm. telepathically. It could feed back to us, report back to us,
2: and tell it to chill out. Yeah. Everything's okay. Yeah, don't panic. <laughs> We've got this. Just keep <laughs> breathing from the tube, and you'll be fine. You know, that's funny because in high school, in my physics class in 11th grade, my teacher told me that mice never reach terminal velocity. <laughs> so you could throw a mouse out of an airplane and what? it wouldn't die when it hit the ground because it never reached a speed fast enough to kill it. It had like a bigger surface area than its weight was or whatever. Who told you this? I, don't I know. know, that's true. <laughs> i can well it. let me tell you i went to the pet store oh no and i bought some mice but they were destined to be eaten by snakes so i don't feel that bad about it and i went up to the fourth floor of my high school that was the highest floor you could go to and i chucked the mouse out the window you are kidding oh my <laughs> actually, not god kidding, that is horrible but i think i think okay so long story short it, it died <laughs> horribly actually it, like it had broken legs and then it eventually died but I think it hit a bush first So I, I mean that's If you can guarantee That it was going to hit like grass I think it'd be okay
1: Wow man
2: That's actually just depressed me That is it And how did you throw it? Did you like drop it Or did you just chuck it? Yeah, I kind of threw it sideways Because there was a, <laughs> like a ballast balustrade That I had to get it over so It was sort of like a side arm toss That's so cool <laughs> <laughs> I hope you choke in your fruities dude I hope you choke in your it's fruities actually a true story Oh god Oh horrible Do you feel bad about it now? Not really no. They're, ma- they're food, right? For, for I had this snakes. conversation this weekend. Like, ugh, I don't know. What, what? Like a dog is better than a cow or something? I, I don't understand how we're making these sort of judgments on no, animals. No, but I mean, checking you don't check a cow out of a window, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll bet. Be kind of funny. I, I'm there, guaranteeing there, a cow hits terminal velocity, though. I, isn't, isn't <laughs> I'm a <laughs> not a physicist. They try it. But
1: I'm pretty sure it hits terminal velocity. Isn't there a thing where people shoot cows in catapults? Isn't that something that happens in
2: Ireland mm-hmm. or Scotland or something? This feels like it something Irish. It, that that yeah, it sounds Irish. <laughs> it does I know that you can lead a cow upstairs, but it won't go downstairs. So that's a good trick. If you ever have a staircase and a cow, and you want to trick someone, just lead it up those stairs. Yeah. That's why cows Dude, are bad in horror heavy. movies as There's well. no way you're getting it down those stairs, yeah. from what I hear. They always go up. <laughs> they have to cut the wall open, <laughs> or just and get a helicopter. <laughs> or just eat the cow,
3: <laughs> or throw it from the window and check if it's got terminal velocity. <laughs> Julian, what did you bring in? I wanted to talk about uh, quantum computing, which... We like spoke about it sometimes in the past, and we were always talking about how these guys are like developing these quantum computers, and we kind of missed them actually succeeding. And now they've actually created like a really crazy one. Oh, really? So this company called um, D-Wave. Hold on, just gotta open up my uh, tab over here. Because that's a cool name. Yeah, they called uh, D Wave, and they D Wave was D was
1: also one of the also rans of the boy band groups of the early nineties. I'm not sure if you ever if you remember that track of theirs, you know, no. like I don't know, Salty Summer or something. <laughs> D Wave video was great. I'll find it on YouTube.
3: Oh, well, hopefully the D Wave is cooler than that, right? Okay, so they created a quantum computer which has a thousand qubits, which is double the most amount that they'd made before. And mm. basically this thing can calculate two to the power of one thousand things at a time. Wow. Basically it's like having two two to the power of one thousand processes at the same time. Wow, that's a lot. Um yeah. What what can, is that number? That like just It's it, like no, it's like it's more than the defiable. amount of particles in the universe, probably. Yeah, um, I think that's like two to the
2: power one hundred. So, man, that's did insane. you just say that um, it was a thousand cubits? Yeah, because I thought that was a measurement that they used to measure Noah's arc Well, a cubit is an actual <laughs> right. <constant. laughs> was it Noah's ark sixty cubits by ten cubits by fourteen before, cubits? Yeah, how is what, it, How is a cubit?
1: Is it spelled a, differently when you talk about computing? Though.
3: Qubit. Uh, oh, Qubit. It's like a quantum yeah, bit. Yeah, quantum bit. Q- yeah, it's Q- basically you, yeah. a bit, but instead no, of being different. one or zero, it's yeah. one and zero yeah. in a million different ways yeah. or at the same time. You, you're thinking of cubit, which um, was a
1: biblical <laughs> unit
3: of measurement. <laughs> I'm thinking of the cub.
4: Yeah, God spells out to Noah the dimensions of Ark: three hundred cubits. By 50 by 30 There,
3: yeah. there you go Maybe I, I mean Explaining this <laughs> Even if a cubit is a small computer, amount That's a big shit. Wait <laughs> <laughs> Okay so God told Noah to build this giant quantum computer <laughs> In which he simulated a new universe Because the oh old one was going to end Wow As played by Russell Crowe And that's where we live Obviously. now
1: Wow we have just cracked an incredible mystery Is that yeah. is that the boat that hit the iceberg? The, the you, no, no, you're thinking of the you're thinking of the Titanic.
5: No, when we talk about earlier, Starline wasn't the Titanic; it
1: was the, uh, the sister ship, the Ark. You're jumping oh, ahead in the, the narrative. It's, it's 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 a twisty, turny show, but you're jumping ahead. That that's an amazing theory. Yeah, I think so too.
3: I'm really proud of God, right now.
1: God <laughs> gave Noah the ingredients for building a a box an ark and the ark is a simulation a new universe has been created (laughs) in which he recreated the world which means that right now Noah is watching us it also means that probably just like that amount of time has passed since he built the ark in the first place yeah you guys watch Rick and Morty um a little bit because the most recent Rick and Morty episode is about something very much exactly like this universes within universes within little boxes amazing mm-hmm. so much intertextuality happening here okay so just finish
3: off my story uh it's really cool this you've just solved computer. the
1: mysteries of the universe um,
2: we we do the show week in and week out you come back you just waltz back in here and solve the <laughs> mysteries of the universe okay maybe i'll just leave my story at no, that no, i sorry no no finish,
1: finish <laughs> thank the you
0: story.
3: um yeah, it's just really cool. It can calculate like all these things at the same time. You know, calculate an equation with billions of variables instead of solving each variable independently. It just calculates all of it. And I mean, I don't even know what kind of things they can do with it, but they can like predict the weather in like six years. What? You know, if they really? can. Wow. If, well, you know, they first need to build the right models. They can essentially build a model with a billion variables and then plug it into this thing and it will work. But they don't have like such complicated models yet. It's like we
1: don't have the ability to to program the code that this <laughs> thing needs to be really effective.
3: We're just Well, we just don't even know how to ask the right kind of
2: questions. Yeah.
3: But I bet a computer does. Well, a real computer like a logical computer just has no hope. And apparently quantum computers can just create They can just create simulations of logical computers. So eventually the whole world will just have one quantum computer that will simulate logical computers that we use for our purposes. So, I
1: mean, a quantum computer should exist... In and out of time. So, yeah. theoretically, a quantum computer computing now is also a quantum computer computing, you know, 100,000 years into the future, which means that in the future, it'll have the ability to create intelligence. So, you know, it'll be dealing with uh, computer intelligence that are vastly more intelligent than the computers we have now. Yeah. Which means it could probably just tap into those right now and bring them exactly. back. Yeah. This. Yeah. This will stupid it it's hurts big. my stomach this is big <laughs> <laughs> my it hurts my head luckily you can get a new head now did you guys hear about the the, the head exchange so the first human head transplant is actually gearing up now for two years from now they're actually putting it together um, who's donating it there, it's a volunteer, so at the end of 27
3: it's a um, the, can I the, ask a fundamental question yeah. quickly. Is it a head transplant or a body transplant? Oh. Like who is the one that ends up being there afterwards? Good point
2: okay. <laughs> uh, Well they, I, who is a, this patient that comes into the hospital without a head? <laughs> <laughs> you know potentially being on a list for a long time because to get a new kidney it takes a while, right? Yeah so yeah this no. headless person might be waiting for like months. <laughs>
1: It's, does Obamacare cover heads? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a good point. So he's a Russian dude. He's, 30, he's a 30-year-old Russian who's volunteered uh, because he's got motor neuron disease. And so I guess it's a body transplant. They, they put, they're taking his head and they're putting it onto another because it's a, it's called Verdnig-Hoffman disease and it's incurable. So mm-hmm. his one chance at a normal life is somebody is going to give him their body. So the surgeon, the Spanish, no, he's Italian neuroscientist who's been doing this, um, has, has performed it on a thousand mice. So he's been doing this with mice and he's done it a thousand times, which is great, you know, because that sounds like a pretty good um, no, amount. It's like a pretty good ratio. It's like 23 cubits. But I mean,
5: surely, <laughs> Johnny, you could have donated your m- mouse that you threw.
1: Yeah, but the body's all body's broken. Pretty bodies, fucked pretty bodies, up. Yeah.
5: But no, but um, isn't the whole thing that he's getting a new body, yeah. so...
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I wish I'd known about it this. But I think, <laughs> years ago. yeah, yeah. You, well, maybe with the quantum computer, you can go back in time and redo it again. Anyway, so it takes like a ten-hour procedures, and so these mice, you, with fusing the spine, I think like fusing the 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 mm. veins and the blood flow. That's sort of okay. Fusing the spine is the thing where it gets tricky. Mm. But these mice were able to breathe, drink, and even see after the operation for a few minutes, and then they died. <laughs> All of them. Every every single one of the thousands. of.
2: Yeah. Isn't motor neuron disease the one that uh, Stephen Hawking has, I think?
1: Yeah, it's a, like a version of that, I guess. Mm. So in the 70s, somebody actually transferred a, a monkey's head, a recent monkey's head, from one body to another. And it managed to survive for nine days before the 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 head ultimately rejected the new body, is what the article mm. says, not the other way around. So ah. I think the head was the driving force in that
3: relationship. I Saw a picture of that once. It was really terrifying.
1: I mean, what? How do you choose? How do you how do you how do you choose another body? How do you just take your head and put it on another body?
5: It's 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 like I, I mean, I guess you shouldn't lose one's head over
1: this. And thank you for coming. <laughs> Thanks. This has been. This has been a great night. Uh, But no, but seriously, what do you do? Like, do you have to, you've got to like perfectly match your shape and your tone (laughs) and your everything. Because otherwise
2: it just gets gets like weird. Well, Have you seen the face transplant people? I don't want to call them victims. There was one, oh God, it's not that funny, I guess. But she got her face shot off by her, like her husband or something with a shotgun and she survived. So like her whole face is blown off and they gave her a new face and it was like, Successful? I saw the documentary about
5: that Oh, the playtime sneezer
2: Yeah To look a bit like (laughs) that Good reference Good That's a Tim and Eric reference, everyone No, she kind of looked like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Total Recall When he visits Mars for the first time And he's wearing that, like, woman's face Yeah You know? How long are you going to be on Mars, sir? Two weeks Okay, do you have anything to declare? Two weeks. (laughs) Uh, sir. what do you mean? Two weeks. That's unfortunately what she looks like, so I can't imagine the head transplant's going to look too pretty.
1: There was that documentary with uh, Nicolas Cage and... John Travolta, which is if I remember when they, as an experiment, they swapped their faces. Right, to see Maybe what in happened. Las Vegas. That's my favorite documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then it got weird. And then there was a lot of shooting and fighting. And I think that I think that what happens is if you swap face, it makes you crazy. So swapping your head is just like you absolutely gonna flip.
2: That's why the Japanese are so into keeping face. I think. Yeah. They know this. Save face.
1: Save face. Safe face. Oh. Control control S. <laughs> control alt delete. <laughs> what if you anyway, so that's happening at the end of twenty seventeen, which means that so this just guy's saying. he's performed on a thousand mice. Every single one has died and he's got just over a year and a bit to try and figure out how to get it right before he transplants the head of this Russian guy who I suppose maybe the guy's only got a sort of year of life left ahead anyway, and so so, the critics have said, like, this is this, like, you're really, really uh, trying to push them into science. It's not like you could unscrew your head and put it on someone else's. But the doctor says, we can already do this. And so they are going to do it. Hmm.
2: I guess, yeah. You really, just, I mean, the rest of the body is sort of like a pump that just drives the brain, anyways, in a way, right? yeah like this well yeah. no, because you would say
1: you once upon a time we would have said the brain is the central yeah. you know, like operating system for the body, but now we know that's not true the whole nervous system which includes you know through the nerves through the body, and also now we know that uh that that certain organs have got like nervous uh, system functionality as well, like the heart we were talking about the show with mm, with yeah. Dr. Sashka von Diecht two weeks ago. <laughs> Now we know. So you can't just up and you can't just up and chop and change the pieces,
3: or can you? Maybe you can. even the stomach has a whole lot of uh, like neurotransmitters and stuff mm. inside.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. We think with our happy stomachs. Mm. Yeah, but we can replace stomachs that are diseased and kidneys that are diseased and livers that are yeah. diseased. So I don't know. Is there something fundamentally different about the brain? I guess that's what we're talking about. is transplanting a brain, really, not really the head. Yeah, brain's the important part. Well, who gets the rights to it? So let's say you donate your body, Johnny
1: and Julian, you donate your head, <laughs> and then you become one. You become John and Julian. Who gets the rights to, to to you? You know, is it is it uh, is it Team Johnny or Team Julian? Who's like, oh, great! You know, you find a new head. Or like they, do, oh, you which find family do we visit at Christmas time? Yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff. It's yeah. like the ultimate custody battle. <laughs> Jeez, I haven't even thought about that. Whose wife? Whose wife gets gets dibs? You
2: know. So, these, was these that are, in the documentary at all? Did they touch on that? In face
1: off, yeah. I think they did. The documentary face off, they... I think they I think it got very complicated. I remember. The marital situation got extremely complicated. I remember then, that. Maybe. I remember that. Yeah, there was a there was a boy as well, I think, or a girl. No, the girl, because the boy there was an accident right at the beginning, production accident with like a shooting on a on a, ro- on a, on a roundabout on a roller coaster. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Documentaries. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tough world. <laughs> That's
2: why I'm into film. Yeah. yeah. What have, I, what have, what have you got for the roundup, Tony? Well, on that same vein, so good segue. I read an article on a guy who has implanted an RFID chip into his hand. He can, if he wants to program it this way, he could, for example, get into his garage. You know, just by sort of like getting close to the transmitter in his house. Wait, what's an RFID? Uh, radio frequency ID oh. transmitter. So, <laughs> okay. for example, you, it's just a transmitter that sends some sort of small signal. So you could, for, it's like sort of like a Bluetooth signal, for example. So you could set it up to when you get close to any electronic, it would like turn that electronic on or off. It can yeah, send like, like a, a simple, remote. yeah, like a remote control. It sends a simple signal. But he wrote this article that there's a whole community of people in, of course, America that have different things implanted into their bodies. For example, little magnets that you implant into that part of your ear called the tragus, which yeah. is like the hard cartilage that pokes out right in front of the hole. The tragus. The tragus. no, the
1: tragus. any Is that anywhere near the gyro?
2: It's, I don't know. I think it's right around the corner. No. you have to go around the corner and then you can stimulate the tragus. Oh, yeah. But that you can actually wear a special magic coil around your neck that's connected to your iPod and then it's I don't even know if
1: you're <laughs> joking or not anymore. No, no, I'm not
2: seriously. Like without any cords, it acts as an earbud in your ear so you can listen to music. Okay. Without wires that's kind of cool that is kind of
1: cool you could really really uh, piss people off by doing the whole like change the channel <laughs> and the, like you have no remote in your hand you just have your hand you're going beep, off on off <laughs> like you used to get those watches you could do it you could sync them up with any frequency yeah. and you could really like wow okay. <laughs> that was that was the height of technology back when i was 12 you know somebody's got a watch that can hijack the remote controls frequency
5: wouldn't that be kind of like dangerous though if you had something in your hand you couldn't control so you're like oh there's robbers outside the door better not let them in
2: and you stand too close to the door and the door opens yeah i yeah. mean has he thought this through sort of a dumb device <laughs> yeah and <laughs> He says that there's uh, one of the most popular ones actually for people to get his magnets in their fingers. Oh. so I guess it's like a party trick, so they can like, you know, make paper clips come to them without <laughs> touching them. Jedi mind <laughs> trick sort of thing. But I'm sure it'll get more and more complicated. He said that one of the big drawbacks about the magnet and the finger problem is that, I guess your computer uses magnets to tell the computer when to sleep. So like if I close my laptop right now, it's actually a magnet in here that tells it to go to sleep. Oh. So he says when he's typing, it occasionally just goes dark. <laughs> It seems be like of, a real first world problem to me I it's like
1: know. if you clap every time he claps, like if he goes out and he claps do the lights like flick on and off or uh, or everybody's car alarm goes beep, 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 beep <laughs> and he goes to the theater, he's like clapping and all the cars outside are <laughs> 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 So the big news from last week was the Homo Naledi discovery, which came out of the, the Cradle of Mankind up in Maropeng, right outside of Joburg, and it's one of the two it's one of the two competing sites for the origin of humanity. One's here and then the other one's up in Ethiopia. And I, and I think there's I don't know if they've ever decided which was the original, but as far as I know, most common thought is that it started here and there was a migration up and then a further migration on into the the, the rest of the world. Did you guys watch? I watched the. I actually watched the live broadcast. Didn't. Did not watch that. So it was Lee Berger is the lead scientist on the project. And they've been digging in the cradle of humankind for decades. And he's been digging there for 20 years, I think, something like that. And he'd missed. He'd never found this chamber. And somehow they found this chamber, which was full of uh, perfectly preserved skeletal bodies of a number of hu- human individuals or pre-human individuals so he put a call out in facebook actually this is this is like science by social media he put a call out in facebook and said i need because the the, the uh, it's an 18 centimeter diameter hole to get down into the chamber and he said i need small scientists to come and get down into the chamber and help me retrieve these bones people applied from all over the world he chose 60 he brought them out and i think 12 of them ended up going down into the hole and pulling out a few of these perfectly preserved skeletons, which happened at the beginning of 2013. Mm-hmm. And they've spent the last two years analyzing the data and <laughs> peer reviewing and peer reviewing and peer reviewing, and they've come to the conclusion that it's a completely new species of, of humankind, early human, uh, Homo naledi, which means people of the stars, because it's the chamber of stars is the name of it. Mm. What's groundbreaking is they've never seen this sort of skeleton that uh, it walks like a human, was like a small Small version of a human with the same sort of feet, which means it would walk the same way, and it had a brain I think the size of an orange, mm. uh, so a third the size of a human brain. But it was the first time they've seen any evidence of an early human burying their dead, mm. and so that the the two the two the two like big things out of the it it's a new completely new species of human, and it's the first time we've seen early humans bury their dead. And it's obviously something that everybody Well, actually, it's, it's something that half of the South African government has jumped on Because mm-hmm. Sir Ramaphosa was there And he was very happy to make a speech mm. and, uh, and then the other half of the government is going Like, don't compare us to monkeys um, This is not an early human I didn't descend And the sort of South African religious right, I guess Is coming out and going like, evolution's a sham But it's uh, the big claims have been thrown out How old is the skeleton? They don't know and that's, okay. uh, that's one of the contentious things. He, he was saying in the, in the broadcast that the, the species could be up to two and a half million years old, mm-hmm. but the skeletons, they have no way of knowing because they can't carbon date them accurately. Okay. And, they, and then there's no precedent for this sort of behavior, so they can't sort of date it according to that.
2: Mm. Um, I guess usually they find this stuff in like sediments of rock. And they can sort of see like the strata of rock, and yeah. they can gauge it from yeah. that or something nearby. But I guess in this weird cave, everything was just sitting on the well, surface. No, I
1: think even in the cave there were sediments. So there, there, there were, but there were very light layers mm. of sediment, and um, and they were, and there there, were, there there was very little. There were very little other animals in there. I think there was an owl that had gotten lost. So there was yeah. like one dead owl, maybe some rock rabbits, and then all these people in there. But it's interesting. It opens up interesting questions because there's also Lieberg is a bit of controversial uh, controversial figure. I'm not sure if everybody's convinced because they're making huge claims. I mean, huge claims. Huge. So I suppose you would expect a fair amount of criticism. Some of the criticism levelled is that there's no reason to think that this was a burial ground. They could have been disposing of the bodies down a hole because they were rotting. You know, because it's just like you don't. Nobody wants decomposing bodies around. Mm. So Uh, why
2: not drag those decomposing bodies into 500 meters of cave and throw them off a a tiny, tiny cliff in the cave? It's just a weird behavior. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't they just bury them on the surface?
1: Yeah. 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 I don't really get it. Could have been sacrificing to the cave gods. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. We've all seen it. There could have been some weird, like, demon (laughs) spider living down there that
5: was. Probably said, go from whence you came and throw it remains on like
2: that. Go from whence you came, yeah. That's like the analogy of the sewer grate in It that the clown peeks out of You know, and looks at the kids. Hey, Johnny. Yeah. Wow, that was creepy. Two million year old cave. I thought it was interesting that the people that found it were just these cavers sort of on holiday and they were like... Really? Was
1: that the the original? Yeah,
2: yeah. There was two guys and they went went into that cave, which is super famous. I would expect that that cave would have been protected somehow, but I guess it wasn't. Mm. So they just went poking around and I, I haven't heard any stories about how they actually found this new chamber because it seems like they would have documented that cave so well. Yeah. But yet there was this chamber that was accessible by. I mean, and 17 centimeters around isn't very big, but still, it'd be big enough to sort of notice, you would think, if they were doing an exhaustive survey of that cave. I mean, how do you accidentally descend down a 17 centimeter hole to
1: find these things in the first first place?
2: Well, no, I get that. Like, when they found the hole, they were probably like, let's go down it, which is bizarre. Like, cavers must be just nuts, dude. Like, first of all, there was only two of them. So, I mean It's not like they had a team To back them up Well And they find a hole And they're just like What's good How on? many of those remains Are that old And
5: quite fresh maybe
1: Yeah that's a good point so four of them <laughs> That's went down. the story of it One went down Somebody went after them Couldn't get out Somebody went after them Couldn't get out Somebody went after them Couldn't get out You ended up with like 300 people in the cave Going oh this is a terrible idea Let's send down the owl To see if the owl can find them Oh no Some- Send the rock rabbits <laughs> Somebody's owl Went in the hole Some little kid's owl Went in the hole the kid went in the hole to get the owl. The sister went in the hole to get the kid. The dad mm-hmm. went in there. The mom went eventually. The whole family was stuck in the hole, going, "God damn owl!
2: This is why we told you you couldn't bring the owl home." Kid was like, "I'm sorry." And now Lieberger can't backtrack. So he's like, <laughs> "This is a two million year old headlamp." Yep, and uh... <laughs> <laughs> Two-million-year-old harness. Um. Yeah. But they really don't know. They say,
1: I mean, the, the, they they say they could have been just ten to 20,000 years old. But Berger says, I suppose he has to again, he says he wouldn't be disappointed. He would reinterpret that another species of animal stood side-by-side stood side with us at any point in time, or at that point in time, and was complex enough to bury their dead. But elephants bury their dead. There are animals that bury their dead. Mm. So it's not... Um, I mean, what, what what are they going to say next? We 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 evolved from elephants. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> crazy. It's interesting stuff. Anyway, so we um we've got we have a roving report actually in the show today. Roxanne De Beer, who's an archaeology student or has been an, a student of archaeology, actually went in to visit the site.
2: So is uh, she in the cave now?
1: She's in the cave now. That's exciting. So she's going to call. <laughs> Can us you on get the out? Cave. I don't know. That's not our problem. That's it's not, <laughs> Just, not our problem. They have
5: good signal down there. Yeah, apparently. it seems. Yeah. It's, maybe this is an old recording. She's
1: been. It's, she's actually piped in on a ham radio that she built herself. <laughs> <laughs> she's ham radioing in from the from the bottom of the cave. There's been serious controversy, and I actually asked a few people about this. And I asked I asked friends of mine who work in the field, and they didn't want to come. They actually declined to come and be interviewed in the show because of the controversy around it. Hmm. So what, the show. The show, the controversy about the show, they were like, we, we, after that. You kill all your, all your members. Yeah. After that incident with the, uh, <laughs> all the incidents, actually, they said, we can't be associated with you guys around the find and around the, there was, I mean, I'm sworn not to repeat in certain things, but there were, there were publications that refused to publish the results until they'd been properly peer reviewed. And what they've done is they've just made the results available widely for free through, I think it's, is it eLife magazine? I, I, I stand to be corrected there, but um, I wonder what that says. Yeah. I wonder if that says this is a democratic act of knowledge share, or I wonder if that says nobody would publish this. Um, so we're just going to put it out. It's being hailed as one of the biggest discoveries of the, of, of human ancestry in the last, I don't know how many decades. And I suppose it is. It's a
2: seems like it would need to go through like legitimate channels to make that claim yeah. or substantiate that claim what they did do is send it out to hundreds of
1: scientists who, who study and so the, the theories that they've put forward have theoretically been reviewed and reviewed and reviewed and what they said in the live conference was you know, none of our pool of uh, experts could think of any other reason for the, all these bodies to be in the cave mm-hmm. or you know, whatever it may be so on the line we have Roxy Roxy are you there? Yes, hi, Sean, how are you? <laughs> good, good. So, uh, Roxy, you're there. Roxy and Tanya uh, are in the bottom of the cave right now, um, just checking out, just stealing fossils. Yes, that's fantastic. We're right in the presence of dinner, lady. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys visited the cradle of humankind today and you went to go check out the fossil. Roxy, you're, you're a student of archaeology. Uh, which makes you uniquely qualified to bring some real scientific perspective to this on our show because it's just the quality of the science <laughs> in the show is so good. So what did you see when you visited today?
6: Well we we saw Naledi, and she was absolutely beautiful. Was she? She really was. She's in like lots of little pieces all over the place. And she's got this gorgeous little like coffin thing that she's laid out in.
1: Was that was that in the cave with her, or do you think they put that they built that and put her in it?
6: Yeah, that's um upstairs.
1: Okay, <laughs> so it, um, is it is it as impressive as they've built it up to be? No, <laughs> it was completely let down. Oh, really?
6: Yeah, you know, the lovely thing is, is, I mean, you could see her and she's, you know, she appears much larger, you hear 1.5 meters and you don't think it's that much, but she's about as big as I am. Yeah, okay. Is, that's pretty impressive. And just to actually see the features that are really similar to ours, um, sort of, as a, you know, they had a comparison of a sort of 3D printed human foot, and just to see that was absolutely beautiful. And there was such a large collection of teeth as well, um, and, and ranging from all ages, so you could see sort of baby teeth. That was that was absolutely beautiful.
1: How many skeletons? They had this thing how many they skills? had the thing
6: as well with comparing, you know, her her fingers and her hands to the at what's it and us in like three different variations of how things might have changed over the years, as well as the feet, which were quite incredible because her feet are really small. Okay. Yeah, really
1: fun. But her feet. So I was reading the research was saying that the feet are actually shaped like humans, which shows that she did walk on two feet like we do, like modern humans.
6: Yes, yes, they are. they're very really small, though, but um apparently she has really long sort of what fibula um, um, yeah, her tibia and her femur were extraordinarily long in comparison or ratio to the rest of her body, yeah, and her like her vertebra is very humanoid. You know, we have to actually then go and do a lot of independent sort of research ourselves because actually there was no information on display or oh, nothing. Really? And usually, you know, there's no markings on the on the actual fossil. Yeah, you know, like what this bone could be or what it's not, you know?
1: Like if you research, can you find that information or are they... Um... Yeah.
6: Well, we did just did a few Google searches. We actually found um quite a few of the papers. Oh. Um, the scientific or, or a lot of the research oh, in the God, yeah. Which actually it, it mentioned quite a lot of interesting things that haven't been in the press. Oh really? Which uh we Yeah, well, um what they found is they okay, they said there was no evidence of obviously carnivores or anything like that. But they did find rodent bones and uh bird mm. fossils. Yes. Well bird bones. That came from a single a single bird. Um, it wasn't from many. And someone had actually been in the cave previously and rearranged them on rock.
1: Really? That's... Yeah. A... Huh.
6: So, so we were joking and think like, well, how old are those bones? I mean, are they from KFC? No. Or... Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> someone going just look at child. I mean, that wasn't mentioned anywhere. That yeah. sort of someone had been in the case previously and sort of moved the bones and then rearranged them, but only the bird bones.
1: But how many pages are in this research that have been released to the public? How many pages? Yeah, I mean, you you say you found oh. some of the documents. Are we talking about hundreds of pages, thousands of pages, 20 pages? No, uh,
6: no, they're very small papers. Um, I basically went to the Ritz University website and I um, there was an article on there with reference links. Yeah, but I mean, um, there's, there's a, there was another thing that they mentioned um, that is also not in that they found another fragment of, I think it was a jawbone that doesn't even belong to I mean, Homino Lady in the Cave. Oh, really? Yeah, fifty different things. They say that they um, they can't be a hundred percent certain that it doesn't belong to, it, but at the moment,
1: it doesn't look like it does. So, so the question—I mean, there've been all sorts of questions raised around some of the conclusions that they came to. Like, was this really a burial site? Is this really a new species of human? Is there anything, just in your experience or your knowledge, any warning signs that jumped out at you, or what's what's your first impression?
6: I, I do look just some, but mm. not, she doesn't actually look like anything really that is out there. I don't think she, she's, discovered she's definitely not primitive, like yeah. as, in, as in you know, you, you can, I think you can definitely see she's hominoid. She's definitely hominoid, and she is definitely unique. The way her, her, her bones are put together, it is a mishmash pretty much of the, you know, the ethereal, yeah, like, what is it called, tra- basically, and the homos. But, um, you know, I think what we're trying to say is that you can see that she's got a lot more homo to her
1: than Okay, She's definitely not an elephant, because we were talking about, you know, they they made such a big deal about this being one of the first other, the first sign of an animal that buries its dead, apart from humans. Elephants bury their dead. No,
6: she's definitely not an animal. No, she's, she's, not she's not a little leg. She's definitely got two legs, two arms. And you know, even like her skull feature, she's she's very diminutive. Like she's very small framed. Right. Um, But but also, if you actually if you go and look, and if you actually look at the cave itself. What we were was, we wasn't talking about earlier. What we found really incredible was if you think about how you know she had a brain the size of an orange, mm-hmm. but how it developed those social areas and you know they're the regions of the brain that experience empathy and love and all that must have been because someone crawled into this cave which had narrow openings. Of I mean, some of the narrowest passageways were twenty to fifty centimeters, 50 meters, hmm. yeah, you know, wide. Wow. So someone really had to mission down there to place if if they did do that, place these bodies in there. But not only that, they had to crawl. Okay, whoever found it, the space where they decided they were going to do them, communicated with the others that they found this place. To bury their dead, you yeah. know. Yeah, and according to the papers that Roxy was reading, I mean, that went over a course of several years. This was a mass dumping of bodies on one occasion. They were layered, actually, right? Sort of right, because the they, they were
1: buried in sediment within the cave, right?
6: So, the, the reason why they're thinking it's a burial because it's, what other reason would you have this layering of bodies okay, it's, it's underground for what it's not evidence of any kind of trauma to the bones that are, yeah, you know, prior to being there or often. Oh.
1: So overall That's impression, really interesting. A lot good. more research to be done. A lot more knowledge to be un- to be uncovered. But, but but did you guys leave inspired?
6: oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely and it just had very so many more questions yeah we're very curious Well, I think it's going to take years and years and years before oh, we the, don't the unfortunate thing more. is at the moment they aren't able to actually date the, the bones so it makes a significant difference if they're like a million years old or two million, million years, years old, yeah. old where she would fit in the grand scheme of things
1: yeah well we all eagerly uh, eagerly stand by to, to see what they uncover uh, Roxy and Tanya roving reporters thanks for calling in from the Uh, from the north of the country from the caves thanks John great all all the best (laughs) this event is so huge it's the first time it's actually got producer Dan into the studio here with us are we filming this we need to be something needs to be happening meerkatting or periscoping (laughs) Brian are you are you periscoping this or getting this pictures going live pictures going up on, on Facebook as we go. So, what are we doing here, Johnny? Why do we have limes, cucumbers, citric acid, tomatoes, year-old gherkins, uh, like pickled onions? Sour figs. <laughs> sour
2: figs. Tartrazine. Um, I, well, okay. So, like I said earlier, we've got these magic fruities that I ordered through uh, eBay, actually. Uh-huh. So, just Google magic fruities and it'll come up. But basically, it's a little berry that grows in Asia that turns your taste buds from sour to sweet. Uh-huh. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna suckle the berry. Suckle the berry. <laughs> we're gonna let it dissolve on our tongue. Should we quickly try the sour things before I think we so we know what the any good magician will have someone try. I'm gonna to try this sure that, I'm gonna try this lime. I'm gonna try some lime. Mm. To make I'm sure really, these isn't um, actually a, a, a plant. Mm. I'm really enjoying this like fake acid acid. Not sour lime. Is it sour shampoo? Like, yeah, that's oh, oh, sour sour definitely a Sour really ones sour. Sour. Okay. Oh, really sour. Sour.
3: would be good. Taste, oh, um, taste this. This is like basically saw worms. So this Now the is citric, citric acid is really sour acid. Yet.
2: Now this tartaric and citric acid oh is just God. <laughs> it sort of looks like oh. salt, but it's sort of I the stuff they really put nice. on like gummy worms, sour gummy oh. worms. It's really so sour. So this is safe for human consumption, this stuff. This acid, you can actually just take this tartaric acid. <laughs> isn't that for, like think so.
4: cleaning drains or something?
2: Mm-hmm. Probably not. Oh, that's not good. to eat a whole lot. Okay, does everyone have their pill? Does everyone have their magic fruity (laughs) Are you going to read us
4: the instructions? Yes,
2: I'll read you the instructions. Thank you. So on the back, written in Comic Sans 8-point font, (laughs) instructions (laughs) for use. Place a Miracle fruity serving, which is a tablet, on your tongue. Uh Roll it around very slowly. Uh Are we doing this? Put it on your tongue. Uh I'll do it too. Roll it around very slowly. (laughs) Do not swallow it. Roll it around until until it's completely dissolved. Do not chew it. Don't chew it. Don't do anything, don't swallow it. God, don't swallow it. These are expensive. <laughs> After it's melted, feel free to eat any sour food. Okay. How do you guys feel? Um, F- free. <laughs>
1: <laughs> free. <laughs> Young, wild, and. I feel a bit more relaxed. Mm. You feel more reactive.
2: <laughs> do your tongues feel any different? Mm-mm. Uh, actually, yeah. I got a, a sort of like light tingle going on. Mm. And it's starting to kick in. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, so kind of a cardboardy kind of taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Dopamines are slowly being released. It's like suckling cardboard. It definitely doesn't taste. I re- I've, I'm feeling that instinct to chew it because yeah, I have a too. very <laughs> strong instinct to chew it right now.
2: Something in your mouth you have to chew. I'm sort of rolling it over all parts of my tongue because oh. I know different yeah. taste buds are in different did locations. did we
4: actually debunk that myth that I apparently your whole tongue just tastes everything?
3: We did debunk it on the show. Okay. See, I yeah. was here yeah. once.
2: Yeah. i
4: stop
3: rolling. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of rolling. It very bland. Mm, mm. But right. that's up. because my tongue is already seared away from all this tartaric
1: acid. Well, I wonder what so, happens if you take a fruity after taking a fruity. Does it's it it getting really sour good? in my mouth. It's getting sour? Is yours getting sour? No, it sort of tastes like nothing. It's got mm. a slightly
3: sour tinge. That's ironic. Mm.
2: Well, This, this
1: anyways, is this, so the three minutes of sucking on pills. <laughs> is probably the most entertaining radio that we've ever had yeah. on this show. So this
2: We're is not. a legal... I guess it's a drug, right?
1: Is it? What, 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 what? I don't know what they classify this as. I mean, the box looks like something... It looks like you could buy that off the, the, the over like the some... counter. I
5: mean, does it say that you might need to sleep for like two days after mm. having... Mm.
2: No. The last time I did this, I remember it lasted for maybe two hours right
0: oh wow i gotta have dinner still <laughs>
2: <laughs> we should have asked about the side effects before just popping <laughs> <Yeah>. these pills <laughs> that you gave us so <laughs> what should we be worried about i love 10 lemons sir of <laughs> mm. your finest variety right Sub child booth mm. mm. we could start a whole foodie movement based on this yeah you yeah? know go to like the old biscuit mill and yeah set sure. up just a, a stand of lemons people go what are you doing it's <laughs> Amazing. crazy Amazing. well Dave, you see my miracle fruities <laughs> that you have to take beforehand okay i think we're almost ready to go Mine is still so, so, so far away from being completely yeah. sucked. <laughs> mm. Anything else we could talk about I don't know. <laughs> during this interim? I've got my tongue mm. numb. Uh, no. I really want to chew it. Okay, yeah. the, the recommended fruit and, food and drinks to eat afterwards, as written on the box. Sugar-free desserts, sweetened with orange or lemon juice. Mm. Uh, mm. Sugar-free cocktails and fruit drinks. Mm-hmm. Various <laughs> sour fruits and vegetables, <laughs> such as lemons, <laughs> limes, grapefruit, oranges, strawberries, tomatoes, and rhubarb. I'm saying a theme here. Mm. <laughs> rhubarb. So you've done this before. You did this mm-hmm. when you were a kid. No, like ten years ago. Okay, I was definitely an adult. I remember we went to someone's like tenth floor apartment in Washington D.C. It was literally like a cocaine party or something. Like mm-hmm. everyone was excited. There was like an, an electricity in the air. I remember it was also midday. Fair. It wasn't dark out. It was like the middle of the day. And we, like this, we had a platter of lemons and weird stuff on the table, and we all popped it. <laughs> I don't know. Drank <laughs> some <memory> tequila, <laughs> got a little wild, and <laughs> ate some lemons. lemons. I don't know. Yeah. Ended in an orgy. Yeah. Okay, I'm about done sucking this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm not <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. just chew the end of it. Mm. <laughs> Who wants to take it. the first lemon? Dan. Does Dan. I like to Dan d- take, I'll I'll take one the one first one.
3: lime.
1: Okay. All right, Julian is reaching for the lime. That's, I'm so
2: intrigued by this. Okay. Got this lime. I'll give you the play by play Julian's holding a lime It's a real lime We already Said that it's very Sour Normally Here we go Now he's The sour lime Mm -hmm. How does it taste?
3: It's got a bit of a sourness (laughs) Uh. But I must say It tastes much more like An orange than a lime (laughs) It's pretty tasty.
2: Okay. <laughs> You're eating the rind. <laughs> that isn't in the instructions.
1: <laughs> you just pop the whole lime. You're just going for it. Mm. Also makes sure. me immune to. I can
2: eat like pickles through the jar. <laughs> All right, I guess I'm gonna try a lemon. Mm. It's sweet. It is great. I like it. Amazing. <laughs> Yummy. Okay, try it. Try a lemon. Uh, I'm gonna try this. Try mm. this. Uh, try this lemon. I need
1: one. I, of I mean, I can taste cucumbers. like there's a little
2: bit of sourness to it. I suppose. Mm. Yeah, oh, what? No, but it's like it's almost like lemonade, what? right? It's like sweet yeah, lemonade. That's oversweet. It's really good. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm. What is happening? <laughs> mm, I'll have another. Kind <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: of delicious. Eh? Make it double. It's sort of moreish. I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try this citric acid because I had an oh, insane yeah. reaction to this mm. when I tried it earlier. I'm just gonna put it right here on my tongue.
2: <laughs> Whoa. He looks perplexed. <laughs> I, I
1: can't tell. It's definitely not sour. I'm not sure it's sweet. It's still a really strong... I'm still having a really strong reaction to it. It's almost like really sweet. Mm. It's really but sweet. But like also like zingy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sweet, wow. sweet and sour sauce, right? It kind of hurts. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it's... like this is... I'm, am I going to lose my tongue out of this? Mm. Yeah, I don't know if it's sour or not. No, that is
0: definitely sour yeah no.
1: but it's not like it's, it's quite it, as sour it's, delicious. It's, kind
2: of, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like sour at first and then as it gets yeah. as it gets it like then sweetens up a little bit afterwards yeah, yeah.
1: It, it's a little bit weird so i'm gonna try a tomato because i heard that tomatoes were a good candidate for this
2: mm. but the lemons are great mm-hmm. i think is there a lemon <laughs> lobby because I need to be on this um
1: this this is delicious tomato. <laughs> I'm not sure this wasn't delicious before I are took the fruit Are you guys high? <laughs> I get this feeling you guys are high. Okay. Sorry. Oh, I was it's
0: sweet. Like. I don't like tomatoes. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try a tomato. Try a tomato. And I'll let you know.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a test. This is, this best is Dan. Test. I, mean, I know this. There's a little one. Dan, that's the first time you've ever featured vocally on the show. And you blew us all out of the water. What's the verdict in tomatoes? I mean... That's kind of good <laughs>
2: like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> The jury's out
2: And it's you, good
1: You now are a fan of the tomato I'm going to try pickled onion I'm going like full Now the tomato just it
2: seems really sweet
1: The consistency is the same yeah. <laughs> That's
5: pretty obvious um, I'm just going to do a full disclaimer about the show tonight We actually didn't have anything prepared And we were very
3: hungry before we started <laughs> yeah, the show And right. so we decided to have a meal on air Okay, I'm going to try cucumber, but mm. it's a weird cucumber that apparently tastes sour. It's so the most
1: <laughs> in for. before I ate yeah, You can roll there. it in
2: tartaric acid if you'd like. Uh, try some yogurt. Pickled onion. Yeah.
1: Pickled, pickled onion. I'm not sure what the expiry date on this pickled onion is. <laughs> <laughs> the cucumber tastes pretty normal. Mm. Was it, was Maybe because <laughs> it cancels out the sour.
5: Mm. Was it pickled onion from the cave? <laughs> Guys. What? The pickled onion
1: like? is delicious. <laughs> 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 this pickled onion oh, is I have to delicious try onion. I have to try a pickled onion now. It's so sweet It's almost
2: like oversweet. But okay. man, it's, that's tasty <laughs> These were pretty rough when I bought them That's why I haven't finished them So I'm going <laughs> to spear one <laughs> In, Like five years ago Yeah, these are like extra, extra strength <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bindi's licking a lemon and verdict
4: It tastes like candy <laughs> 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 mm,
1: I feel like I'm going to regret this
2: tomorrow But there we go. I've got two. I'll, I'll take one of those. Who wants things. a pickle, want pickled pickled onion? Days. I feel like some Sinbad or something.
1: I'd eat a whole lemon. I used to kill that lemon. You just ate that whole lemon. It does taste like an orange. Yeah, it's like a slightly bitter orange. Okay, I'm eating the pickle. Pickled onion, Johnny. Snacking. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Can I have a pickled onion? It's really yeah. good. There mm. you go. The ironic thing about the twist in the tail said All of us are going to end up dead in the studio And is not here He's actually going to be the only one left alive in the end it,
0: It's weird It's like it's like my body knows it's meant to be sour So it's like I almost like, like I choked a little bit on the pickled onion Because it's like intense But at the same time it's delicious <laughs>
1: I don't know, it's confusing My body, my tongue, my face Nobody knows what to do dripping on my laptop oh, sorry. I'm dripping in my dripping in my own face anybody it's... anybody brave enough to try a year old pickle like, I'll try anything right now I feel no I'm not invincible brave. I've got some yogurt
2: okay. that smells like cheese garlic. it's so old I'll eat a tiny garlic. bit of onion clove I'll of try. garlic everyone how about a raw onion anyone want to go for I'll that I'll eat like a yep. tiny piece of that onion okay <laughs> but but it's like, yeah, the smallest piece
3: I can is think.
4: onion really sour or is it something else <laughs> completely <laughs>
3: don't know but I want to see <laughs> who to play
1: it? Russian roulette because we we're invincible I'm actually going to take a bite of this clove of garlic
2: but it is <laughs> kind of weird Weird, right, like the something onion tastes really known. sour.
3: The onion,
1: really onion tastes sour.
2: weird.
3: I, I don't know if it's just like maybe because the onion juice is like seeping into my tongue, which has been damaged by all this other sour stuff. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm feeling quite sick. <laughs> <at> this
2: <point. laughs> mm. No, right. my onion's sweet. Maybe yours is wearing off. If you
3: put your tongue on it, it feels kind of electric. That can't
1: be used. Pickled oh. pickled is still What's a little that? bit. Oh, oh garlic! Plateau. Garlic is garlic is still bad. <laughs> don't go with garlic.
2: Garlic's a terrible idea. I just realized I'm sweating. Like got <laughs> yeah. like beads of sweat on my forehead. I don't know if it's from the onion or the tartrazine. Are these
1: things approved? Are these are these uh, mm-hmm. legal legal approved takings? Drugs taken? I'm, I'm
2: not sure because it says distributed by an American company. But they definitely came from Taiwan, so I don't know
3: because
2: they're illegal in and there's nothing really. I mean, Miracle Fruities, F R O O T I E S, Fruities. dot com. I mean, I think the real question is, would you be executed okay, if, you no. took you these, so if you took these into Thailand? Um, maybe. Ingredients: dried miracle fruit pulp. <laughs> <laughs> It's got to be a more sexy name for that in
1: Taiwanese. What they didn't announce is that in the cave where they found all the ladies, they were just like all the pits from these miracle fruits. People get on there and binge for days, lose track of time, just
2: get stuck. What I have heard is that people, oh, wait, that just got sour. Maybe it's you? wearing off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. might as well. Toteric acid just.
5: Yo. Oh. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe it's a Maybe we're acid. washing
2: it off of our tongue or something. But it's, a, it's a kryptonite. Oh. I have heard people, you know, they'll do these parties and then, like, the next day they'll be like their gums will bleed and stuff like that. Oh, good! Are we (laughs) going to lose our teeth? Go easy with the citric acid. I think. I'm ready to
5: try some raw onion. (laughs) Let's
1: mainline that stuff. This is going to be the definitive. The The whole onion. I think it's wearing off. Take a bite of that whole onion. I'm going to take this whole piece right now. Deep onion. (laughs) Listen to this. Deep dish that. D wave that onion. <laughs> this is not bad. It's like eating a salad. Yeah, yeah, I think Miracle Fruit was actually D Wave's second album. back Back in the nineties, that was F R O O T. Yeah, it was the one that sank them though. Nobody, nobody could buy it. Nobody could stomach it. <laughs> Ugh. So, Bindi, you've come back to tell us about something exciting.
4: Yes. So, um, last week, I was up in Joburg for the Amaze Gaming and Playful Media Festival, and it was really cool. So, I don't know if you guys know what I do during the daytime when I'm not being rebooted, but... um, No, what do you do? You don't know what I do? Manage
1: star systems, communication satellites. Yes, that too. Star Wars.
4: Yes, and... Oh. But really to make cash I um, I work at a company that designs Interactive experiences Like so exhibits for museums And science centres and stuff like that And so Interactive like,
1: experiences
4: Yeah well there we go That's mm. what it says on my business card uh-huh. And so a lot of what we do Is we kind of like gamify things So we try and make things playful To get people like more
1: interested Like businessmen on long business trips
4: Yes What? More, <laughs> <Okay>. What? <laughs> <laughs> Score points. Yeah, so I thought I'd go up to the Amaze Festival um, in Joburg just to check it out and be inspired, and I totally was.
1: Yeah? What did you see?
4: They had like everything from exhibits of like local games, some international games, like a cool arcade setup. Okay. Um, like talks by industry leaders, like local, and some international. Workshops. Um, I saw like some really cool stuff that they were doing with like bioengineering simulators, where like kids could basically genetically engin- like genetically modify bacteria in a what? game simulation. Wow! And like actually make like real life science discoveries.
1: What are they like creating? Just whole new uh, forms of life.
4: Well, no, there was kind of like a certain bacteria that's quite commonly used in labs, and you kind of play through this game, and you could like, like mod it like, as you go along kind of like Spore, I don't know if you've uh, played yeah, Spore yeah, yeah. similar kind of a concept but with real science behind it and you could actually be making real life discoveries
1: Was that something you guys coded?
4: No, no, it was just right. like some, some guy giving a workshop oh, okay. um, like from, from France giving a workshop on this wow. but yeah, so I would I totally recommend anyone who's like interested in, in gaming or, or making games to to check it out Next year when it comes around, it doesn't
1: come down to Cape Town. It doesn't go
4: down to Cape Town. It's it's actually I think it started in Germany and they brought it down to to South Africa four years ago. Wow! I felt really inspired, and I want to be like making games now. There's quite an active gaming community here in Cape Town, so if you guys want to be inspired to make games, I'd like recommend. Going to like a workshop. Yeah, because like you, they're really welcoming to beginners who just want to like a game jam. They do
1: monthly gatherings, don't monthly they?
4: Monthly gather- gatherings, yes. So the game the, jams
1: and friendships, super friendship arcades, and all yeah. sorts of
4: yeah, those are fun. Have you ever been to a super friendship? I've
1: arcade? never. You know, shamefully, I've never been to a super friendship arcade. You should, you should go to a like, super friendship arcade. I want to go. When's the next super friendship arcade?
4: One day soon, probably. One
1: day soon. Yeah That's actually a good time For anything Mm. You know There's always There's always something Something happening One day soon
4: I see
1: So what are you What are you working on At the moment
4: Me personally Yeah I don't know if it's a secret Uh, But I could tell you Is it a
1: universe in a box Uh, Is it an arc No No Could you create an arc No Do you think If you got enough Programming brains together And that was the project You set your sights on Creating a universe In a box An arc
4: Well I mean Really anything Is a universe in a box uh, this is a matchbox. This is a universe in a box.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. I saw that at the end of uh, Man in Black 2. But uh, we've talked about on the show before, that theory about the universe actually being a simulation. And a few months ago, I read uh, some pretty interesting articles about exactly that. So maybe this is something for Season 3 of the show we should do an actual, do an in-depth uh, look into that thought of about... You know, we'd never be able to know, it, sure. But what are the what are the what are the arguments for and against the universe being a simulation? Because there were arguments in this article that I read for the probability of it being a simulation that were pretty convincing.
4: And the ones against it?
1: Can't remember. <laughs> you
4: know. don't think I read less, that far.
1: Less not, less important. I, <laughs> not important. No, no who cares? There's arguments for the Earth is flat that are fairly compelling. What, think... what are the arguments for the for the Earth is flat that are compelling?
2: Ah. Uh, if, uh, if gravity was just because we're accelerating upwards very quickly, instead of mm-hmm. us being a sphere with everything pulling down towards the center, mm. um, I don't know.
4: There's a whole society in Peter Marisburg of like teenage boys or something yeah. who believe quite. Oh, is that where where Andrew went? Mm. He
2: went. He went down yeah. while we're going up. To Peter no. Maritzburg, he always just... goes down. No, you went to the, the the society. He went with little to the boys. The,
1: the little boys' flat earth society is where Andrew's on sabbatical at the moment, doing conducting in depth research.
2: He's not in Europe. He's in some <laughs> preschool
1: in Maritzburg, expounding uh, expounding uh, the virtues of the flat earth. Uh, once, to the back internet.
4: I once read quite a quite a compelling argument, or I don't know, this was a real scientific study that the universe is flat. Oh, so mm. they they kind of like beamed. Like I don't know, light or shit. I don't know. They beamed something to kind of like measure the shape of the universe, and it was neither like concave nor convex. It was straight.
1: Was not even really there. It's like Pepper's
2: ghost. <laughs> yeah, the universe is like Tupac's hologram. Yeah,
1: the universe is Could actually be. just four Two. shards of a, of a of a of a of a giant CD. <laughs> And being projected up from uh, from the bottom like a, like an iPad.
3: From God's That's iPad. pretty much what I actually believe. Yeah.
1: In a nutshell. That's actually, you know what? We've done it. We started off this season talking about holograms of Pepper's ghost. And we've come around full circle to the dying minutes of the last episode of this season. And we have, in this show, uncovered the true origins of humankind and covered a theory of the universe being a, an arc, a quantum computer in a box. And now we've tapped into we've, we've realized that it's actually flat, being projected upwards onto a sheet or a sheen. And we are living in a Pepper's Ghost. We are.
2: So, I could ask the question. Our our taste buds are just an illusion. Yeah. 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 Everything I I do has a purpose, Sean, obviously. Magic fruities are only the
1: vehicle by which you can Mm. transcend the limits of your simulated existence. (laughs) And so, I could ask you, Al, what do we learn this season?
5: Not everything in the world is sweet, some things are sour, and some things are disguised as sweet that are sour. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes I think yes. I might have
1: had Side effects
5: To the medication
1: <laughs> I was yeah Yeah I was hoping you'd just say Something along the lines Of some things Are not really there Yeah they're not yeah. Especially if they're sweet And they're meant to be sour wow well there's a twist ending we've actually we set a twist ending as we set out at the start of the season to to come up with some sort of grand theory of everything and we actually managed to accidentally do it (laughs) Al thanks for coming in for the season Andrew in absentia Bindi it's been nice to have you back Julian, has been nice to have you back. Nice to be back. Thank you. Hopefully we'll see you guys again if they give us a third season. Johnny, pleasure as always. Don't blow yourself up. Thank you. Brian, welcome to the team. It's been a great to have you here as a new edition for season two. We'll be back again. Space Life will continue.
0: And this has been another episode, another season of Space Life and Other Dumb Ideas. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and rate this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform of choice. Tune in to the live show Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Central African Time on AssemblyRadio.com for banter that doesn't make the podcast and some new music from around the world. You get to meet people like Robot Bindi and Julian who are around and sometimes just don't make it onto the podcast for whatever reason. So get on that. Don't miss that. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for season three and some other special news coming soon. Cheers. We we
2: we. we.
1: Galera.